previously on Libel the Bible. I reveal I'm not doing the show for the audience. We read more listener feedback. Scott admits he needs to chill the fuck out. We discuss aging politicians and Rusty's Six Flags band. Scott discovers verse numbers to be useful speed bumps for his dick-like readings. Ishbal, Saul's son and the second king of Israel, is assassinated. David becomes king of all Israel and makes Jerusalem the capital. And for good measure, he repels another Philistine incursion. And now, episode 84 of Libel the Bible. Impromptu thing is fine. The whole, like, not, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm Rusty. Ah, oh, dick. And I'm Scott. Breaking hearts and not promises. No. I got one today, Scott. You got one what? I'm the host with the most. No, 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 no. no? First of all, that's my thing. Uh-huh. Second of all, you're not. Who's burnt as th- toast. And th- <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Okay. All right. So you don't give me a chance, Scott. Still, still my thing, though, man. That's my thing. That's your thing. Right. You know what your I'm thing is? I'm not muzzling in on your action. <laughs> you know what your thing is? Filibustering. <laughs> Being an asshole. <laughs> That's definitely my thing. Newsflash, Rusty acted like an asshole today. <laughs> Oops, I didn't turn my is phone off. Is that yours? That's all right. Last week was my phone. Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to turn mine down, too. It's a good reminder. So I'm a week behind you in the stupid department. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of stupid, yeah. I got a joke you'll like. <laughs> all right. Did you know that in Hawaii... It's illegal to laugh too loudly. You have to keep it to aloha. Ha, I get it. I, I get, get it. it. Aloha. I got it. That's good. Aloha. You're right. I do like that joke, man. Yeah, I Nothing figured you would like it. I said, joke. I'm speaking of stupid. I, that's why I brought it up. So you wrote it down in your little in your, your little notebook over there? I didn't really write it down. Oh. Like I typed it into my phone. We don't write things down anymore. <laughs> You might write things down because you're a hundred. <laughs> so you typed you typed it in there because you wanted a stupid joke to like say to me because I like stupid jokes. So you found it humorous, but now you don't want to admit you found it humorous. It was a joke that I thought that you would like. Oh, all right. So I, as a gesture, yeah. as a goodwill gesture, it's like a backhanded. Since I love gesture, you, yeah. <laughs> again, I look. I was looking Scott in the eyes one more time when I said that. Immediately, he uh. turned away. And started laughing. Yeah, he man. he can't handle. It's too late for you, man. He can't handle love. It's too, yeah, it's Scott, too late. people love you. It's too late for me. People right. love you. It's too you. late for me, not you. <laughs> too late for me. But is it too late for love? Uh, is it too late to love? It sounds like this, we should. We could be songwriters. It's man. a Def Leppard song. <laughs> oh, <is it>? yeah. <laughs> so somebody did that song already. Yeah. Def yeah, Leppard right. no. did that song. <laughs> they were like one of the biggest selling '80s bands. Yeah. That was my first concert. Def Leppard. Nice. I saw it with Eddie Derry and Don Haran. And Eddie Derry's dad dropped us off in his station wagon at the Nassau Coliseum. Nice. We were like 15. It was like the first month of sophomore year. I was 14. I hadn't turned 15 yet. And um, we got out. Three guys (laughs) getting out of like... You know, like a late 60s station wagon. Ladies love that shit, man. And all these hot chicks were like walking around because it was like, you know, Def Leppard. Like not not exactly a hair metal band. They were like 
they were the beginning of the hair. They were like the seminal band that kicked off like hair metal. Mm. They were like the originals, you know. Mm. The originals are always Did good. anybody like trip as they got out of the car too? Just like, you know, icing on the cake? No one tripped. Yeah. No one tripped. Yeah, I see. wish we were <laughs> tripping though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Nah. Yeah. So... <laughs> So. Trump indictments are apparently the new mass shootings we're going to talk about, huh? Okay. I mean, there's one coming. There's one happening every week, I guess, huh? Uh, that's hilarious. Have you noticed during Trump indictment periods, there's no mass shootings? Just asking questions here, Russ. Have you noticed? What do you think the correlation is? Oh, listen, it doesn't matter what I think the correlation is. That is what the what everybody else thinks it is. What does everyone else think it is? Ah, see, we don't know. We don't know. Nope. Well, I'm glad we're discussing yeah. it then. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying, right? I do know what you're yeah. saying. I right. You're bringing up Trump because he's a very polarizing figure. A lot of people are talking about him. The most people. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of good people on both sides talking true, about him. True, true, true. By the way, speaking of mass shootings, I read a terrible terrible article this week that can only about something that can only be in the united states wait wait, wait i'm sorry was it written terribly or was it about a terrible subject no it was written well okay the subject it's it's a situation that's occurring that's a horrific situation it's supposed to be uplifting but it's horrific mm. and it's something that can only happen in america and here's what it's going on there's a school bus of people whose kids were killed in mass shootings that drives across the country to give support to other parents whose kids were killed in mass shootings. So it's like this club, like a fraternity of parents whose kids were killed in mass shootings that drive across the country in a school bus to comfort other parents. How fucking fucked up is that? Yeah, because crisis actors shouldn't be getting together and fucking spreading that nonsense around. It's all bullshit, man. Right. Um, maybe one day we can have an actual conversation and not just have like sarcasm, <laughs> like you know. Yes, it's after a serious what to, point. What do you want me to say about that, man? It's a fucking. I want to hear your thoughts. It's a fucking horrifying place that we are in this country. It's insanity. Like, I got to think more people die in mass shootings than the crimes at this point. Wait, that sounded weird. You know, if you separate the mass shootings from other crimes. Like random killings, like what happened in New York this week. Did you hear about this horrific, like, thing that happened on Coney Island Avenue? Was it the dude dancing at the fucking gas station? Yeah, just like a dude, like a guy. He happened to be gay, I guess. He was, like, voguing, specifically. He was pumping his car with gas. He was voguing. And three guys, like, were walking by, and they're like, stop voguing. Or whatever, stop dancing, like, we're Muslim, you know what I mean? (laughs) And, like, they got into an altercation. They were like, we're Muslim, what you're doing is against our religion. Dancing? Being gay, like, acting gay. Uh (laughs) Because he was obviously being flamboyant and gay-like. Wait, 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 now we have to wait, now we have to have, we can't act gay either? Like, your determination of what's acting gay and what the next person is acting gay, like, like who determines what acting gay is? So... It's not about acting gay. It's about being gay. Oh, I didn't say that. Because you're acting gay, you are gay. Uh, okay. So but these, who determines who's acting gay? So who determ- the? I guess the person that's going to stab you to death. Yeah, I guess so. Which is what happened. They wound up stabbing this poor guy to death with his two friends, like, watching, like, in the car, you know? Like, it happened, like, real quick. And it's like he was 27 years old. 
he was like a dancer, a choreographer or something. And it's fucking horrific to think about. Like, he's just out having fun with his friends, you know, and he gets fucking stabbed for fucking what? For what? Hmm. For some dumb fucking religion? You know, the dumbest of the religions, if you think about it, because at least Judaism came out first, right? And then Christianity, like, bummed off of Judaism, and then fucking Islam came out like 600 years later, bumming off the first two. So if you really think about the Abrahamic religions, Islam is the dumbest of all of them. Listen, man, you are you are operating on the premise that this man stabbed another person strictly because of his religious beliefs. And I'm calling bullshit on that. Well, sure. Had nothing to do with his religion. Sure. Has to do with he's a fucking murderous fucking monster sure. that was just looking for a fucking excuse. Sure. Sure. I'll grant you that. And I'm sure he's listening to a lot of hate from, you know, wherever, you know, he's he's studying his things. But, uh, yo, so you know what we should do? Listen, you know what? I get the guy a lot of credit that before he got killed. Um, how do you pay those kind of prices at the pump and dance? <laughs> like, we need more of that <laughs> in this soon, world. Man. Too no, soon, man. Too no, soon. No, we need more of that. Too soon, world. Scott. You <laughs> see, Scott Scott can't handle I love you. And he can't uh, handle, like, like real, like, discussion. Yeah. He's always got to, like, go with, like, you know. No, man, it's horrible. Did they catch the guy? No, I don't think. I thought I saw, like, I just saw a clip, like, on the news. Like, there was some pretty good footage of, like, the altercation, right? Yeah, they'll catch him. They're going to catch him. He might have, like, split town for a while, but they'll catch him. Oh, you know what? He's probably on that plane with Osama bin Laden's family, you know, when they loaded his whole family on 912 onto a plane and got him out of the country. That's right. Well, that's. Is that really what happened? I mean, I know that was in Michael Moore's movie. That's what I heard. When they would. And it's all this Snapple manufacturing with them. Apparently, they manufacture all the Snapple iced tea. What? Who? They opened the Bin Ladens. Wasn't that part of it? I don't know. They that. like own Snapple or something? I don't know. I don't know. They probably own Bud Light, the fucking Bin Ladens. What else is in your talking points? No, that was Scott it. has <laughs> like, that was it. Your talking point was Trump's indictment. Yeah. Yeah. So wait, wait. So Rusty made fun of the fact that he's like, good talking points. Then he pulls out his phone and he literally has something on his phone that says, libel to Bible talking points. Yeah, I have a lot of talking points. But I do want to mention that because you you went on a rant last week about something. You you were on fire last week. I, had, something. I went on a few rants last so week. So I didn't get to mention anything. So now we're like, Sinead O'Connor passed away. We didn't even mention that. Yeah. But now the hell with that, but man. But that had nothing to do with my rant. She passed no, no, away. I didn't she get, died. I didn't, I didn't First of all, she didn't pass away. She I, died. I didn't work. At, what does I, that mean, pass I, away? Like, think about the words. She fucking died, man. Right. She didn't pass away. All right. She didn't pass. There's no other round. She See? died. You don't know and that. And now though. she will decompose, and all we will have is a memory and her recordings. And as long as someone listens to her songs or looks at her picture or, like, watches videos of her, that is the only way she will exist. She didn't pass. She died. Are you done? I hate when people say, ooh. So anyways, anyways, no, 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 it had nothing to do with your rant, but you ranted so much that we didn't work any other topics in. And like I had wanted to mention Sinead O'Connor, but now I don't want to mention Sinead O'Connor. Well, we, 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 we mentioned a lot of topics. We just didn't mention any of your dumb topics. Right, right, we right, mentioned right. all of my cool topics. Yeah, all your cool fucking topics, yeah. man. Yeah. There was yeah. one point I was listening to the very end today, like the last half hour, and... You just wanted to get back to like whatever it was, <laughs> Second Samuel, like verse five, you know, like you just wanted to get back to it. And we were talking about um, aliens and the possibility of the existence of intelligent life. And like you were just not engaged in that conversation <laughs> at all. And you just kept trying to get back to like the Bible. And I was like, I like listening to it today. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I still don't know who's right. 
I don't know, like, if I was right or if you were right. Like, see, why don't you just admit there's no way of knowing who's right? Well, there we is need, a way of knowing who's right. I want the topic. audience oh, yeah. to pick sides and pit us against one another. <laughs> right. Like, we need that, right? So I want the audience to leave feedback. You can go to YouTube. YouTube is the easiest way to leave feedback for us. You can go to an, any episode. doesn't matter. Is that where we want the feedback, though? Is that where we want the feedback? Yeah, like how does YouTube, does it help our like ratings anywhere? Does it help? Like, so um, here's the problem. On Spotify, they can't leave like comments. Mm. Okay. On Apple, they can leave comments, but I don't know how many people, you know, I don't know what percentage, well, I do know what percentage of our audience uses Apple and it's like about a quarter. Mm. But I, everyone can go on YouTube. Everyone uses YouTube. Mm. So it's better that you stop questioning me and derailing the conversation <laughs> oh when it comes God. to this. It's not a conversation when you're doing all the talking, man. Exactly. <laughs> you see how you keep interrupting me? <laughs> do you now, understand what a filibuster is, Scott? Because I don't think you do. No. And, so and, anyway, and so I'm sorry. Let me just finish. So um, <laughs> I want people to go to our YouTube page, leave comments on there. It's the simplest thing. It's the easiest way to leave comments. Anyone can do it. Honestly, I don't even know if you need an account. Maybe you, I don't know. It doesn't sure matter. Do. Let us know, like, in that particular episode when we were discussing extraterrestrial intelligence and I was just out of my mind, like, going off, like, ranting, and Scott want, was wanting to go back to the Bible, which one would you have preferred? Did you want to go back to the Bible or did you want to continue listening to the conversation about extraterrestrials between Scott and I? So you can leave that comment. And one and more of thing. Course, of course, there's one more thing. Keep going. Wake me up when you're done. <laughs> I won't talk about our YouTube page then. Go ahead. What, do you, what did you want to talk oh, about? Oh, don't be a doof. So our YouTube page, uh, our episodes come out every Monday evening. YouTube, if you're going to start listening on YouTube, you should know there's going to be a delay because we have to convert like our audio files to a video file. That takes like two and a half hours. It takes a little bit of time. So the YouTube version of each episode will come up sometime like in the midweek, not like in the beginning of the week. So if you're going to be listening on YouTube moving forward, you're going to have to wait until like Wednesdays or Thursdays for the episodes to upload. That's it. Okay, so I was going. To, I was interrupting to ask because you said who was right, and I thought you meant is your thought on extraterrestrials right or no. is mine? No. So then, you, but then you clarified that you wanted you know to know if people want to go back to the Bible or not. Yeah, when I was in the classroom and I was teaching, I would always tell the kids to wait to ask any questions until the end because in all likelihood I'm going to cover like uh, I anticipate like well, I'm, I'm glad I make you feel like questions. you're still in the, in, the, in the classroom man well, anything I could do yeah. to help yeah. educate Pee Wee Herman passed on to the next realm as well uh, that was bad I we uh, our social media made a post about Pee Wee Herman and uh, Sinead O'Connor by the way yeah. our yeah. Twitter account yeah. just magically by itself you know posted tributes to both those characters <laughs> what, are you, what are you trying to say? <laughs> you did all that work too? Is that what you're trying to say? Nah, I'm just saying. Where, where are you going tonight, I'll man? Say, what are, I'll, where are you going with this tonight, Russ? So on the way over here, I was thinking about what a great job you've done in the studio. <laughs> okay. Why are you laughing? Because I had some more stupid shit just that I had laying around. First of all, this is our second studio. You did a whole shit ton of work to move us into the first studio. Then you did a whole shit ton of work to like set up the second studio. 
You like decorated it. You hung shit up. Like I would say you've done a shit ton of work. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, Scott did a lot of fucking good work on the studio. So like while I'm doing like the social media and I'm uploading things, you're doing like other shit for the show. Like, it doesn't matter what I say, (laughs) right? Scott is just like ready to like be offended by everything I say. I'm I'm just going to be quiet and you can do the show and talk about whatever you want. How about Um, that, You're going to go back and listen to this and regret a lot of what you just said. You think so? No, probably not. Yeah. (laughs) Even if it was regrettable, you wouldn't regret it. (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Well, we did start the show by talking about what an asshole I am. Yeah. So in fairness, I mean, so if you, what did you if, go, go to our YouTube channel and rate. By the way, my top talking point is about you, where you get to talk. Yeah, yeah. So you know, because you had mentioned like you have a UFO story, but you want to talk about it. No, that, no, I don't want to talk thing. about that on the air. Oh, you don't want to talk oh, about no, it at no, all. No, no, no. You've heard it, I believe. I you've have heard, heard it. it. You've heard it. Yeah. Sure. I, don't, I don't think I want to talk. And about you don't it think people air. would be interested in hearing your UFO story? Maybe, maybe in another episode, man. Just not this one, man. I don't know how I feel about going back to that period in my life. Things weren't good in that, that period. You know, with the whole UFO thing and everything <laughs> happening. <laughs> yeah, but UPS got a nice deal. The union signed a deal. That was nice. Yeah, good for the drivers, man. I'm always about the workers. Never yeah, about, like, yeah. the corporation. You know what sucks? What they should have done, they should have quit their jobs with UPS and fucking become truck drivers for Taylor Swift. You see what she just did? No. She tipped, like, her staff, like, a total of $5 million. She gave, like, her truck drivers a $100,000 bonus. How many truck drivers does she have? I mean, it doesn't matter. You give one truck driver $100,000, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much they make now. They're, they're probably teams as well. I'm right? really not that impressed because her world tour apparently is like record-breaking. She's made like hundreds of millions of dollars on this world tour, yeah. dropping like a couple of hundred thousand. I'm like, you know, the people yeah, nice. who move her from city to city doesn't seem like that much. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure the, the recipients of the said $100,000 appreciated it. Oh, a hundred percent. How come we heard about it though? Because her, probably her uh, PR team put it oh, out, so we praise her. Okay. Or maybe some random guy was talking about how he worked for T Swizzle and he got this amazing uh, bonus. Maybe. I hear the same thing about Keanu Reeves. Apparently, Keanu Reeves is like super generous on the set with people, like super, super generous. So is uh, Donnie Wahlberg, man. Apparently, he tips no, a lot. No, Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. Wait, Donnie Wahlberg is Marky Mark's brother. Right, not oh, Marky okay. Mark. Not Marky Mark apparently that guy's is an a asshole. Piece of shit. <laughs> apparently they're very yeah, too. That too, guy's a fucking piece of shit. Which is funny because Marky Mark always seems to play like pretty funny roles yeah. that I like. And like his brother plays like that mean cop on Blue Bloods. Like he plays right. the same act every episode. Yeah. And in real life, they're like opposite. Yeah. Yeah. He's married to a psychopath. Which one? Um not Marky Mark, the brother. Oh, uh, He's married to like Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's, she's a psycho. fucking idiot. Yeah, she's like anti-vaccine. Like she said, fucking vaccines gave her fucking son autism. She went like she had like a whole fucking national campaign. She was on the news constantly for for like a decade, and then out of nowhere, she was like, "Oh, my son's not autistic." <laughs> he was like misdiagnosed or so. It was like so for like a decade, she was on a crusade for anti-vax because her son was autistic as a result of vaccines. And then fucking, it turns out he wasn't even autistic. He was just like trying to fucking stay away from her probably. Like. Rusty, Rusty, let me ask you this, man. Can you prove the vaccines didn't cause the kids non-autism? You're right, Scott. See? You know, you always bring me back to earth. You're right. Yeah, you don't know. I can't prove it. Yep. 
yeah. Neither can anybody else in the know. Oh, by the way, um, we had a conversation about Henrietta Lacks. Remember that lady that I told you about? Say the name again? I'm sorry. Henrietta Lacks. Do you remember that name was brought up? I don't. She was the black lady whose DNA was stolen. Yes, 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 yes. And then, like, a very important, like, gene sequence. Like, so uh, the family of Henrietta Lacks, it was in the news this week, the family of Henrietta Lacks, the black woman whose cancer cells were taken without consent, and used to pioneer numerous medical discoveries, reached a settlement on Monday with a biotechnology company that had used the cells. And so they're going to be getting like a decent chunk of money now. This is like this is like 70 years like after the fact. Finally, like her estate will get like something from What's like next? the billions of dollars that they've like made What's- off of like research from her. What's next? Reparations for slavery? Come on, man. Where's it end? It doesn't end, Scott. It doesn't. This is this is the world atheists want. <laughs> I don't know what kind of world I want, man. If you could flip a switch right now and make the entire world atheist, would you? If I could flip a switch and make the world atheist? Yeah. Yes. Hmm. Well... That's no, because uh, I have I don't have enough um, information to make that determination. No, I'm going with your gut. Your first your first answer is the correct no, answer. That's not man. true. Because here's the thing, um, you can't just make the world atheist. Athe- you have to come to that. So in other words, there's many people who will still argue with atheists and say, "Well, then, um, why, uh, you know, uh, how do you know not to kill people or rape? People? You know what I mean? Like they use religion as like this moral guidepost. And how can you possibly know how to behave and act if you don't believe in God? Like what's keeping you in line if not like the promise of punishment yeah. or like, yeah. you know. Yeah. Fucking animals. So um, just going to atheism like with a snap of a finger. I don't know. I don't know mm. if that would. Work. I mean, but that's what we're doing, actually. It's just been, it's like a really throw, th- slow throw of the switch. Yeah. That's what LibelToBible.com is doing. Libel to Bible podcast. Oh, I thought we what as a Bible society, but you're no, like, us, you're no, us specifically. It's like a giant switch, and me and you were like underneath it, like, we're sweating. And we're like, we're trying to push the switch up. Oh, like a little cartoon mice, <laughs> like turning on <laughs> the light in the kitchen to like raid the refrigerator. Do you, think, do you think the switch that turned everybody atheist would be a... Th- like, is it in the opposition now, and we're gonna put it down? Like, are we shutting off religion or belief in God, or are we turning on atheism? You know what I'm saying? I like anything that we can turn on. Turn on is like, yeah, you want to turn on. Yeah, yeah, turn down for you what? You don't want right? to turn off. <laughs> you want to turn down. You want to turn up. <laughs> yeah, and on. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to drop in? <laughs> Or drop out. <laughs> Turn it up to 11 and rip the knob off. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got, man. That's it? Those are your talking points? No, I only had the one. It was just Trump. just Trump. So here's the thing about Trump. You tell me what you think. One argument that's made is all you're doing is throwing red meat to his constituency, like his base. All you're doing by indicting him is... Um, fostering a fir- like like cementing the belief that he's being persecuted amongst like his most zealot fucking followers. Do you care about that? Absolutely. I I care about it 
as a human being and as an American, do I care about it? Like we shouldn't be doing it? No, we should be fucking doing it. Throw as much fucking red meat you have as you have to, because what's the alternative? Not doing what we're doing and showing the entire world how disgusting we've really become, how backwards we've actually become, well, how banana republic we're becoming by the fucking day if we follow these people. In what way? Like, in what way are we becoming a banana republic? Listen, man, when, when, how do I say this? When, when, when our elected officials are allowed to act in a way that's not in agreement with the people who voted them in, well, and, and, and is in opposition of our laws. But what specifically are we talking about? We're talking about. Um, the election interference that, that Donald Trump... The uh, election performed. interference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is like mean? the most vile fucking... So what do we mean word? by election interference? His whole his whole campaign to try and like not sort of get the election certified in 2020. Okay. So I'm in full agreement with you. In my opinion, um, they should not have ever indicted him for like financial crimes... Because that is just like whatever, you know what I mean? I don't give a fuck about that. Because show me like a president or like anyone in politics who isn't committing like financial fucking fraud on, you know, to from to one extent or another. But you cannot have someone who denies the results of an election in office, much less the president of the United States. Okay? You can't have that. Um no matter how corrupt. A president has been in the past. Not a single president has ever disputed the results of an election. Whether or not they believed it was real or fake or what, they accepted defeat. That, what he did, not only in denying the results of the election, but inciting a fucking insurrection. He incited that insurrection. For He was preparing people for months talking about the only way like I lose if it's a rigged election. If I lose, we're going to like, you better be careful. You know, he was talking about that shit for months. And then on the day of the fucking, you know, capital insurrection, people say riot. It was an insurrection. People attempted. The reason people broke into Congress was not the protest. People broke into Congress in order to stop the certification of, um, Joe Biden as the president of the United States under the direction of Donald Trump. That's that's it. That's game over, in my opinion, for fucking a person. And if he does not get punished for that, then we are exactly what you said we are. We are a banana republic and we deserve what we get moving forward. And the fact that more fucking politicians, whoever the fuck they are, whichever side of the fucking aisle they are, and if you're one of these fucking assholes right now that's walking around that still supports Trump after that, then fuck you too. Nah, fuck you too because you're a fucking hypocrite. You want to talk about America and loving like our freedom and this, all that bullshit that you fucking cite. But when it's your fucking candidate that fucking shits all over the fucking ideals of America. You want to talk about Colin Kaepernick fucking kneeling? Colin Kaepernick never fucking stormed the goddamn fucking Capitol building. You know what I'm saying? Attacking fucking law enforcement officers in the fucking Capitol building. What the, so what, who the fuck are you supporting? Fuck you too. 
motherfuckers. I could call fucking people out by name right now, but I'm not going to. You know who I'm. You know who I'd call out. You know who I'd call out. I'd call out your friends that are fucking so, listening right so now, that, and so. my friends and my family that are still fucking Trump supporters. Fuck that shit. I have very few friends and even less that are listening. <laughs> yes, the 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 peaceful transition of power is what makes us. It's 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 a standout quality of this that's country. It, that's it. And that 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 was wrecked, like that was destroyed. It's over. Like that's over. Like we are not the country that has peaceful transitions of power anymore because we had a time that we didn't. Well, not counting the old, old, you know revolutions and civil wars and shit like that. It's but like during most regular years and regular elections. It's like that, uh, you know, the factory. It's like three days since. It's three years since. <laughs> you know, we've had a peaceful transition. Three years since three the last years. peaceful transition. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it started with George Washington. You know, when people were like third term, third term, and he was like, no. No, we are not England. We are going to, you know, have transitions of power. Yeah. Well, in fairness, I did play that clip for you of Donald Trump talking about like 24 things that he's the best at. Yeah, it was pretty funny. So, I mean, he is probably the best president ever. So if he decided that he deserves a term, whether or not he won an election, he should have gotten it. Right now you're good. If Trump is allowed to run for president, does he win this time? No. Hmm. Trump's not going to win again. Okay. You understand? He's too polarizing. He's going to win the Republican nomination. Well, he already has. It's already done. (laughs) But um, I don't think people, people are tired of Trump. You know, like all the independents that went and voted for Trump in 2016, they're not going to vote for Trump. But you don't think the lazy fucking... I almost said bad words. The lazy people that fucking didn't vote for him last time will actually get off, you know, out of their trailer and go fucking. I gotta vote for tell them. you this: you and I have a major disagreement about like people who don't vote. Okay, people who don't vote aren't not voting because they're lazy. People who are not voting. Are don't... you basing my opinion of non-voters about because of what I just said about lazy? Well, we've like, also we... had conversations in the past hmm. where um, there was a period of time where I did not vote and like you had a problem with that you didn't subscribe to that that was a long time ago um and i think a protest non-vote is as much an exercise of democratic principles as going to vote if if that's why you're not voting yes yes yeah i'm not talking about those people you know even the people who don't vote and they don't know why they're not voting subconsciously they know why they're not voting they're not voting because it doesn't affect them it doesn't matter to them the people who they vote for aren't going to change their lives one way or another okay i think if people felt like a candidate was going to change their life they would vote for that candidate and most people are smart enough to know if you know someone's going to change their life Mm. all right speaking of voting in presidents and someone changing life (laughs) <laughs> David is now the king of Israel, man. That's right. David, see, what I don't understand is, so he makes Jerusalem the capital. Is Jerusalem also called David? Isn't that where, like, so David is also Jerusalem. No, wasn't, was David the previous city when he was just in that one tribe? Maybe, maybe. He and he named that city himself, But right? then he built, like, all that shit, remember? Like, yeah, he built, well. like, a whole, like, diesel-like city. Hmm. Just so people know, like, 
Because it was like a backwater town, and they were like, You're, you can't come in here. And next thing you know, he's naming the town David. And just so people know that it's named David, he builds like a megapolis. So here's, here's a funny story. I'm reading a book right now that takes oh, place. Oh, shit. That nice. Takes, that takes, well, not job. right now at the moment, but um, that takes place uh, outside of Indianapolis. Are you reading it like a dick? <laughs> the, the words are much more smooth when I read them in my head. Okay. There's a disconnect between my brain and my mouth. It's in Indianapolis, the book? It That's takes place setting? outside of in Indianapolis. Outside but of Indianapolis. Like in a suburb or you know, mm-hmm. like in a, someplace outside of Indianapolis. Right? So the character in the book just starts describing the history of Indianapolis. And they're like, when Indiana became a state, they're like, oh, well, we have to choose a capital city. Where are we going to build our capital city? So they chose to build it. On a river, because every major city at the time, you know, you need water access, you know, for trade and all, all that. Um, so they built it next to this river, and I guess not realizing that the river was like really shallow and really couldn't handle boats or anything. Yeah. So it ended up being like the the largest major city, like not on a navigable waterway. And that's Indianapolis. That's Indianapolis. And then they went on to say, and how lazy were they? They like, what should we name our city? Well, it's Indiana. Hmm, it's going to be a metropolis, Indianapolis. Populous, like it's like if you read it, you can read it like Indianapolis. So yeah, this a, is um, a fiction book that you're reading. Yeah, it's a what? turtles all the way down. Oh, you're reading turtles yeah, all the way yeah. down. All right, so you know, good job. Nice, nice young adult book for a man of my age. A lot of people love that book. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that author, by the way, has a great YouTube channel called Crash Course. Him and his brother run a channel on YouTube called Crash Course. Right. They have Crash Course History, Crash Course Science, and it's like these little animated, like 15, 10, 8-minute segments, depending how like in-depth the topic is, about like history or science. And it's like, boom, like a crash course in 8 minutes about the American Revolution with like cool like computer-generated graphics. I'm going to do something you do. I'm going to appeal to our listeners right now. I said appeal, right? Not appear. You said it. I don't know. <laughs> it, it, it sounds like a peer. I'm just going to appear. You're going to appeal like Yahweh in their rooms. <laughs> I'm going to appeal to our listeners because going to YouTube to see those little videos that you were just talking about by this author seems much more interesting than going to see like, like listen to our shit on YouTube. So, But I would appeal to our listeners if they go visit this guy's YouTube page to leave them a message saying, Libel the Bible sent us here. Ah, uh, that's cool. That would be nice. They right? could do that. All right. So we're like advertising for you, and, and, and yeah, we were listening to Libel the Bible, yeah. and that'd be know, nice. They mentioned you guys. Um, the author is Hank Green of Turtles S- All the Way Down. Sounds familiar. The same guy who did Fault in Our Stars. Okay, so you don't know the <laughs> author of the book you're reading. So it's either Hank Green or the other Green. I can't remember either way. So his brother, Mr. Green just, from Clue, he, he just got diagnosed <laughs> with cancer. So he's like going through chemo now. Well, that's what happens when you just like make jokes over like what I'm saying, Scott. Because <laughs> you're talking about cancer. You step right a, into you're, it. You're talking about a guy who has cancer of a, that's a brother of somebody we might not be sure is the person who wrote the book that I'm talking about. Look, I think <sighs> he would want us to make fun of him. That's what I think. I choose. I choose to believe that people will always find the humor in them being made fun of. Yeah. You know what? I bet you he wants to be made fun of more now. That he has cancer, just so like you know he's treated normally, like mm. a regular human being, mm. and not like the bald-headed freak that he's become since he started chemo. Two Samuel six, <laughs> second Samuel six. Wow, man. We're gonna get right back to the show, but before we do, we'd like to invite you to come visit our Patreon. 
Each week, we discuss a new topic at the intersection of society and religion. We explore the encroachment of religion onto secular institutions, such as schools, workplaces, and government. In addition, we'll investigate whether religion practices what it preaches. So, after this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash libelthebible and join the conversation. And now, back to the show. You know, I stopped being offended. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm working on it. So it's, it's a very long, very long work in, work in progress. I'm working on not being offended by you because, like, you are so offensive. I know I say that a lot mm-hmm. that I, I I should not be offended, man. I disagree. You're fun. I don't think I'm offensive at all. Oh, yeah. yeah I don't think I say anything that's right. offensive. Oh, that, that ball guy with the monster he just became because of the chemo? Like, that's not offensive? That's subjective. <laughs> You're just saying facts, right, man? You're I'm just, just saying, facts. like, it's offensive to who? <laughs> Well, isn't if you, walk, people? if you walk down the street and go, "Hey, you asshole!" Uh-huh. You're being offensive. But I wouldn't do that because that's offensive. But it's still subjective. Like you might be think this guy but is an asshole. But within the context of comedy, it's not offensive. That's my point. All it's right. comedy. I, like I, I'm not I, out uh, in the street, like fucking making fun of people in wheelchairs and yet, cripples. Yet. <laughs> They have proven that listening to media and like watching watching violent films and playing Dungeons and Dragons will make you out go out and like fucking murder people. I'm just saying it's like I don't know if it's that far, but George Carlin was like, there is nothing that you can't joke about. And then he made like a whole he had like a whole rape like joke. Um so my point isn't that like you can make rape <laughs> funny. Rape. My point is the greatest of comedians will tell you. If you're offended by comedy, then like comedy's not for you. See, I'm not offended by comedy. I'm offended by the things you say. <laughs> That's fucked up. Nice. That's fucked up. Nice. All right. Second Samuel six, scumbag. David brings the ark to Jerusalem. Could you say that with a little more flair? That sounds pretty big. The ark's on the move, man. You don't think I said that with enough flair? No, you're like, David brings the ark to Jerusalem. No, right. man, you were not. Like, all, right. all right, give me trumpets. <laughs> Which give me some trumpets. I don't know. Give me some trumpets, motherfucker. <laughs> no, it's an air horn. You get an air horn and you'll like it. David brings the ark to Jerusalem. <laughs> no, the trumpets were supposed to be the announcement. The like, Look at you, man. They get people's attention and then I say it. Like, you don't, like, roll out, like, a scroll and read it, and then the trumpets start. All right, so it would be the trumpets, the announcement, and then the crowd with the air horns. Yes. That's reasonable. All right. All right, 2 Samuel 6. David brings the ark to Jerusalem. You want to start us off, Scott? Or you want me to start us off? Um... Let me do a quick scan of names. (laughs) Um, Man, why don't you do this this paragraph? (laughs) David again (laughs) gathered all the chosen men of Israel, 30,000. David and all the people with him set out and went from Baal Judah to bring up from there the Ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, who is enthroned on the cherubim. You have to explain to me what this means which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts. So the name of the Ark is Yahweh? which is called by the name of the Lord of hosts, or do you have to say Yahweh in front of it to awaken? I don't understand what that sentence means. I still don't know what Lord of hosts is. Like, what the fuck is the Lord of hosts? What's hosts? We, Probably we, we, like... No, no, we, we, no, that was in our fucking dictionary, man. 
I think maybe like your body is the host yeah, for like the you know the mysticism that God has sprinkled onto you. I feel like this was on your our vocabulary soul. list. You're the hosts. I feel like it was on the vocabulary list, and I told myself I'd keep reading the vocabulary list because I can't retain new words. For host? Yeah. I think oh. it has a special meaning, man. I could be wrong, but let's not, let's not dwell well, on it. Well, I just can't. I just told you what I think is the special meaning, and I don't think you even considered it. I just think like you thought I was <laughs> I just, like incorrect right from the start. I was talking and not really listening. I was waiting to talk. I think and not our listening. bodies, the hosts are us. The people are hosts for God's like divine, like whatever. Okay, so then in divine that case, will his divine will. They're the ark of God, which is called by the name of the Lord of Hosts, We're who the is hosts. enthroned on the cherubim. Um, now the che- a cherub is like the, the little like the arc, fat right? baby. Yeah, and the ones on top of the, the one arc. on like uh, the cover of uh, Van Halen's 1984. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that one. I don't know the album cover. All right, it doesn't matter. People will look it up. They carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab. Abinadab. That name just rolls right off the tongue. Which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the ark of God and Ahio went in front of the ark. It was like like an El Camino. The ark's on the back of an El Camino. (laughs) Does it like go up and down, you know? (laughs) Yo, so can you imagine they come in with the, with the hydraulics pumping, right? <laughs> and fucking they forget to close the tailgate, and the orc slides and out the, the back. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right. This. Uh, so I'm gonna start that over. They carried the ark of God on a new cart and brought it out of the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, the sons of Abinadab, were driving the new cart with the Ark of God, and Ahio went in front of the Ark. David and all the house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all their might, with songs and lyres and harps. Is it lyres or lyres? I think it's lyres. And harps and tambourines and castanets and cymbals. They were having a fucking good old time. They were like Matthew McConaughey after fucking, after an edible. Yeah. That's exactly what they're like. (laughs) He got arrested naked playing like the bongos at his house because he was high. So are they introducing new instruments in this sentence? We haven't heard about these instruments yet. We We definitely have not heard castanets yet. We definitely heard uh, a lyre because I think Jonathan played the lyre for uh, David during like their early courtships. When he was outside the window, like looking up at the second floor. (laughs) My baby bought me. And we had that conversation about John Belushi smashing the guitar against the wall in Animal House. Yeah. So they might have mentioned harps, might have. But Mm -hmm. tambourines, castanets, and cymbals are definitely new. Man, those are all percussion instruments. That is nice, man. It's nice we're, to see that they're percussion instruments. Because I was actually thinking you know what it, it is—they probably moved into like the darker part of Africa, and like that's where the percussion instruments are, like you know, the booming like fucking bass and like drum beat. When you mean darker, you mean like like a forest canopy, so like it's. I mean, like darker, where the people are like darker in oh. Africa, and like you know, drums are like more important to them than like other shit. Yeah. Drums are cool, man. Actually. <laughs> I think either Chris Rock or Dave Chappelle had that skit. So it was Chris, uh, Dave Chappelle and John Mayer, you know, John Mayer, the guitar player. So John Mayer goes to 
a black barber shop with Dave Chappelle, and he plugs in the guitar, and he starts, like, jamming on the guitar. Okay. And people are, like, sitting around, and they're like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then fucking Questlove, you know who Questlove is? Yeah. Questlove shows up, and he starts just playing the drums, just and everybody, like, gets up, and they're, like, all, like, fucking into it, you know? So it's, like, culturally... So now let me ask you a question. Was this a skit or something they actually did on real people in the barbershop? It was something they did with real people that was also a skit. Right, right. But the people in the barbershop that were not, not like barbers, actors. I mean, yeah. Correct. It was like a real barbershop. That's pretty funny. I mean, I'm assuming the people in the barbershop knew like Dave Chappelle was going to come in. There was going to be like a skit, but it wasn't staged. Hmm. It was actually pretty funny. When they came to the threshing floor of Nakon... Uzar reached out his hand to the Ark of God and took hold of it, for mm. the oxen lurched. Oh, mm. shit. The hydraulics went up, the Ark was sliding, he grabbed it. That's a bad idea. <sighs> the anger of the Lord was kindled against Uzzah, and God struck him there, and he died there beside the Ark of God. David was angry because the Lord had burst forth with an outburst, about, outburst upon Uzzah. So that place is called Perez Uzzah <laughs> to this day. So um, the burst, that is bursting out against Uzzah is what it means. David was afraid of the Lord that day. He said, how can the ark of the Lord come into my care? So David was unwilling to take the ark of the Lord into his care in the city of David. There goes your answer. Instead, David took it to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, three months. And the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and all his household. So it's quite obvious what happened. I mean, it's obvious that the Ark is electrically charged and this guy put his hand on it. It's like the third rail. And he fucking got fucked up. Yeah. So now you got long-term radiation issues with this Ark. And now, like, if it's bouncing... Like it's short circuit. It's like like when it bounces, it goes bzz, every time it bounces. <laughs> right. bzz, it's unstable. Bzz, bzz. So he grabbed it's like it. uranium two thirty five. You know you can't fuck with it. He, he grabbed it at the on the bzz. <laughs> can't it's grab like it. Hot potato. <laughs> I like how at first David was angry because the Lord, and then it comes down to like what it should be. David was afraid of the Lord. <laughs> like, what he, he threw his fist up at the Lord. Like what'd you do? Why I wanna? (laughs) Yeah. Oh shit! I know he could do all that. So, the city of David is Jerusalem. Unless they they time, unless he's like he doesn't, unless he doesn't live in Jerusalem, he made Jerusalem the capital, but he's living in David. Because uh, like he built like that whole town out. I remember for himself, so he could like live there and be like, "Oh, I'm not allowed here." It's his Mar-a-Lago, man. Sure. <laughs> you know what? It's more like it's more like this. It's more like if Donald Trump actually won the insurrection and then just built out Washington D.C. Uh, as like his own fucking and named it like Trump. Yeah. Okay. That's exactly. That's that's a, yeah. That's great. That's fantastic. That's what it's like. It was told, King David. You came in too hot for such a line, man. I came in too hot? You came in like in a weird uh, right. angle. We're on 2 Samuel 6, for those of you with your Bibles. Uh, verse 12. It was told, King David, 
The Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and all that belongs to him because of the ark of God. So David went and brought up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. And when those who bore the ark of the Lord had gone six paces, he sacrificed an ox and a fatted calf. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen ephod. So David and all the house of Israel brought up the ark of the Lord with shouting and with the sound of the trumpet. (laughs) There you go. That's a trumpet. (laughs) Wait a minute. So he didn't want the ark because the ark was bad news. So he puts it in this poor guy's house, says, here, hold this for me. He gets all the blessings, all the good shit happens. Now this punk David comes back and takes it from him. Well, he... I'm sorry, I was off mic. He figures out what the problem is. Look at verse 14. David danced before the Lord with all his might. David was girded with a linen aphod. So he's wearing some kind of like fabric, you understand? That's like protecting him from the effects of the arcs like radiation, electricity, whatever. Oh, nice catch. All right. What I find more interesting about that sentence, though, is David danced before the Lord with all his might. Yeah. It's got to be exhausting. Yeah. Have you ever seen someone dance with all He's their like might? He's like that Voger man. The Voger, oh, You know, they got stabbed yeah. by the Muslims. Right. Good thing they did this in front of the Ark and not a gas <laughs> pump, huh? <laughs> Good thing some Muslims didn't come around like, what are you doing? That's because Muslims didn't exist yet. Oh, right. As the Ark of the Lord came into the city of David... Michael, daughter of Saul, Michal, Michal, Michal yeah. daughter of Saul, looked out of the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. She's a daddy's girl. She loves Saul. Or she don't like the dancing. Or and she wants to go down there and stab him in the she chest. She thought she was going to get married to David, but David was banging her brother, Jonathan. That's uh, the most likely scenario. Very, She's yeah, like very jelly. Likely. I She's hope, bitter. I hope that this verse 6, 16, which actually was the entire thought without being broken up with any uh, without any other numbers, which is nice. Mm-hmm. I wonder if this is foreshadowing and something's going to come from this. Mm. I, I hope we hear more from Macau. Like what she's going to do about this thing. I think she was mentioned already. I think she was supposed to marry David. When David killed Goliath, I'm pretty sure Saul was going to try and marry David to Michal, because I remember that name, Michal. It's, yeah, she's it's definitely been a name up. that's been around, yeah. By the way, this would make an excellent painting, I think. I don't know, like, like you know, Michelangelo or someone should have painted this, like David coming into the city of David, like dancing, and like Michal looking out the window, like all like angry. Like that makes like for a fucking religious painting. Until, until I hear otherwise. Mm-hmm. This is the Lord of Leaping that was used to inspire the 12 Days of Christmas, man. He's the Lord of Leaping. <laughs> I don't remember how many lords were leaping in this song, but there was a lot. There's more Not, than one. I mean, he could be the Pied Piper because he's like leading like the procession of like the Ark and people are following in his wake. Yo, maybe he's all the dudes in 12 Days of Christmas. All the dudes. He's the Lord of Leaping. Oh, shit. The, tr- uh, the, the, the five golden rings. The, the five the, golden <laughs> rings. The maids of milk. The turtle doves. The three say? French hens. What the did French you say? horns. You said he was playing something. The pipers. Piper piping. Yeah. Piper's 
Piper. Roddy, 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 Roddy Piper. Roddy, Roddy Piper. Have you seen uh, that movie that I told you about? No, come on. No. They Live? No, I haven't seen it. All right. By the way, uh, you should paint this. We can put it up next to the Flacco, uh, or not Flacco, I'm sorry. No, I don't, I don't want, no, I don't want to name your art. It's your art. You should name your art. I want you don't to, have to think of it now, but you know. Um, yeah, well, that's in a magnificent painting. Mm-hmm. That was done with like an instructor saying like, okay, now draw an oval. Like, okay. the, like you just followed the instructor. So like you, I could not do that by myself. You can go on YouTube. I mean, that, that is pretty good, man. I expect a painting man, of this. Man, have you noticed like how the eyes follow you? That's man? what I want for Christmas, Scott. I want a painting of verse of Second Samuel six, verse sixteen. Wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> what does the raised Jewish claiming to be an atheist want for Christmas again? Tell me again. <laughs> Let me tell you something about uh, Christmas, Scott. I think you told me all as you need to much tell as me. I make fun of Christianity and religion. I like Christmas because it's the one time of year that we get to be nice to one another, and I think people need that. And I'd be called a snowflake for it, right? <laughs> I mean, it depends on what circles you're in. Yeah. Second Samuel 6, verse 17. They brought in the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David offered burnt offerings and offerings of well-being before the Lord. When David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the offerings of well-being, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of hosts and distributed food among all the people, the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women, to each a cake of bread, a portion of meat, and a cake of raisins. Then all the people went back to their homes. Because who the fuck wants a cake of raisins? <laughs> what, what, you know how I know David's in complete ass-kissing mode now? He's just kissing Yahweh's ass. Like He's he's offering up all his offering. He's feeding the needy. He's so kissing ass because he fed the whole multitude of Israel, both men and women. Like, if he wasn't really feeling it, the women wouldn't have gotten fed. The men would have brought back whatever morsels they want. Like Why did they have to stress both men and women? Because is there a time you only he's feed a one misogynist or, or just in general? Like I'm, I'm not sure I understand your point. I, I think why you would not need to mention why? both men and women. Yeah, well, he if didn't were, mention anything. This is being written about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, wait, so at the time, right? This might have been perfectly normal, but the people writing it are writing it from the period they are living in. So they're like, "Wow, can you believe he fed the women too?" So those were the scumbags that wrote the Bible, not necessarily David and people. Of biblical times. That's one possibility. I would also like you to consider the possibility that all the people that you despise, Moses, David, perhaps they're written that way so that you think exactly what you do about them. Mm. You know, sometimes history looks back harshly on certain people for a reason, whereas in reality, maybe they weren't so terrible. All right. Like Hitler, for example. (laughs) Samuel 6, verse 20. David returned to bless his household, but Michal, the daughter of Saul, came out to meet David and said, How the king of Israel honored himself today, uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servants' maids, as any vulgar fellow might shamelessly uncover himself. Whoa, 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 whoa. Was he like nude or the linen? Was that the linen uh, thing that he was wearing? Like it was, it was like it was like a unitard, probably. It's probably a like, uni- like, a, like, like a back dance, <laughs> unit- like a dancer's kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like a, he's a maniac, maniac. Kind of, kind of. You know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're Just talking about. That's why I'm that. laughing. Used to wear that. 
So I, I, I bumped into Darth Vader behind me. Oh, you don't want to do that's, that, That's man. an awesome fucking Darth. Yo, Darth Vader was the shit, but the problem was Darth Vader was the most badass long after any of, like, the good Star Wars movies came out. Mm. Yeah, well, he was still scary for his time. Yes. So let's get back to him uncovering himself today before the eyes of his servant's maze, as any vulgar fellow might shamelessly uncover himself. No, this is just, she's from a different political party. And the moment she disagrees with him, you're a pedophile. You're showing your junk to people. You're, you're being a fucking... He's indoctrinating. Like, yeah. Look look at what she says. She literally says, um, uh, but McCall, um, before the eyes of his servants, maids, you know, it's like he's indoctrinating people. Yo, man. McCall's probably right, though. David's probably made an ass out of himself, and he was probably inappropriate. I think everybody was probably like, what the fuck are we witnessing? Go ahead, man. David said to McCall, it was before the Lord who chose me in place of your father and all his household to appoint me as prince over Israel, the people of the Lord. I will dance before the Lord. I will make myself yet more contemptible than this, and I will be humbled in my own eyes. But by the maids of whom you have spoken, by them I shall be held in honor. And Michal, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. <sighs> Yo, this is, is this locker room talk? I gotta say, I don't know what the fuck he just said. <laughs> he he's basically saying, like you might have think what I did was fucking offensive, right? But but I did Yahweh before. chose me to be fucking. I'm the man. I choose this. He's basically saying I can do whatever the fuck you want. And then those offended maids, they liked every second of it. Right. They wanted it. Right. First he says like, yo, I ain't choose this. I was chosen, and moreover. I'll continue to fucking do shit that's going to fucking be abhorrent in your eyes. And furthermore, those bitches were asking for Bro, it. He just moves in on them like a bitch, man. You know, when you're a celebrity, you can do that. I'm going to say this. When you're a king or a ruler or whatever, you got to play the part. So in other words, why do you say Mr. President and not like, you know, the person's name. Why Why wouldn't you say Mr. Biden? You say Mr. President mm -hmm. because it's the office. And he's he represents the office of the president of the United States. When he's out of office, he'll be Joe Biden. You know what I mean? Or Mr. still Mr. President, but Joe Biden. So he has to play this role. So he might be putting up a good front, you know, about like being the king. And he's newly appointed. He's got to consolidate power, man, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Do you think, uh, not Judah, uh, Judah, they were playing this footage, like, and everybody was loving it in Judah, but you think the rest of the country oh, was like, other, yeah. like, on Newsmax, they're like, look at David embarrassing himself on the stage of the world. Yeah, that's what they're doing. I think there's definitely a faction <laughs> of people who are like, David, there are some people out here saying, and... You're right. I think the writers of this are the ones with the problems. Because all of a sudden, they had to end this with, and Mikhail, the daughter of Saul, had no child to the day of her death. Like, why did that have to be said? It was almost like because she talked to him in such a manner and didn't show him his respect, 
That's why so this I'm, bitch died fucking without a child. So I think we made a huge faux pas. If I'm not mistaken now, and I could be highly mistaken about this. Is this his wife? Did he marry? Because he's got like 15 wives or 20 wives or 30 wives. I think I think Mike has one of his wives. Oh, shit. I think that's... I, I think she's one of his wives. And after this argument, he wouldn't like... You know, he was like, fuck you. You, you remember the, uh, the, the the cancel this bitch scene in New Jack City. Yes. But there was also a great scene before that when he's walking back past like McCall. David's walking past McCall and goes, you still mad at me, baby? And she's like, and he's like, well, fuck you then. <laughs> All right, so this is his his his, uh, his good wife, probably. His good wife? Yeah. All the other ones were gold diggers. You know that. All right, let's move on to 2 Samuel 7. David had no fucking, had no shit. I mean, he killed Goliath, so he had rep, but like he didn't, you know. He was no, he was no prize back then. I mean... He was pretty famous. I famous, think. yeah, but for what? Like, I mean, I mean, not for what? Like, what do you get for being famous back right. then? He was like Paulie D from Jersey Shore, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just like he had like one like flashing moment of brilliance, you know, flashing across the sky one summer. Can, can I tell you something? I never, I never watched Jersey Shore. Just the concept of it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. The caricatures that were on the show were ridiculous. Sure, but they came out with like, um, I think it might still be on. It's like a, it's like a. A reboot of it, okay. like Snooky's on it, mm-hmm. Paulie D is on it, mm-hmm. and I've caught myself watching. I love Paulie D, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can watch him all day long. Yeah, you like Paulie D? Yeah. <laughs> D, Paulie D, Paulie D, D. I think you said B. I absolutely would not have said B because I, I know it's Paulie D. Yeah, but, but a, a B can slip out of your mouth. I mean, okay. D's a slip out of your mouth. So this is. I'm gonna say Shut this. Up, you're gonna I'm gonna say this to the Scott who's going to be listening to this episode like a week or two from now. I was right. You were wrong. I absolutely said Paulie D. Fuck you, future Scott, and you might, fuck you now, Scott. You might have said Paulie D. Five, four out of five times. I think a B. Okay, right. it's possible. Yeah. You wanna Second do- Samuel seven? God's covenant with David. Yo, covenant. Oh, come on, we gotta acknowledge oh. the covenant, so we know this is gonna be some fucking serious shit. You know what? Since you and I don't drink anymore, like maybe we I've should never have really sh- drank. Oh, whatever. Well, first of all, I do. Dr- I don't know. I don't know that that's accurate. I, and, I, and I still drink, so I'm just talking nonsense. But I think maybe we should play like a drinking game, like just have like tequila here or something to mezcal, uh-huh. and like we'll pick a word like covenant, and yeah. if it comes up, well, not. How about we tincture? <laughs> <laughs> Every time a word comes up, we do a tincture. How about an article of clothing comes <laughs> off? Every time we hear the word covenant. All right. Or you drink, you take like a shot of whatever, and I'll do a tincture. So I'll start slurring my speech and you'll fall asleep. Great. That'll be a great show by the end of the day. Yeah, I'll fall asleep. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm invincible to these. These right. can't touch I'll fall me. asleep. All right. <sighs> now, when the king was settled in his house... And the Lord had given him rest from all enemies around all his enemies around him. The king said to the prophet Nathan, See now, I am living in a house of cedar, but the ark of God stays in a tent. Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that you have in mind, for the Lord is with you. I, I'm very confused. Okay. They're not allowed to talk to, like, soothsayers or fucking futurists or, like, fucking fortune tellers or witches or frogs or... They're allowed to talk to donkeys. <laughs> what? 
a prophet. Isn't that like someone who would be of like the dark arts that you're not allowed to associate with? Yeah, but I believe a prophet is probably just like a just has a conduit to God. He doesn't have a conduit. You think Yahweh's talking to this asshole, Nathan? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine like like. Is this God Nate? would accept David having a secretary? Like God calls and goes, "Yo, call my secretary, right. please." It's, it, I mean, in fairness, uh, he used uh, Aaron as a secretary to Moses. Yeah, that is true. Oh, right, because Moses was such a fucking stiff neck. He was neck, a mumble yeah. mouth. <laughs> um, by the way, is this the Nathan of like uh, the hot dog eating was- contest? <laughs> That famous Nathan? I was going to make that joke thinking it was actually a joke because it was a famous Nathan I should know. Like, and I was going to hide the fact that I didn't know who it was by making a hot dog joke. (laughs) You know how I do. All right. Yeah. You want to go? You've read the first three verses. You may as well start the fourth. Come on. Or is three, like, this is it? That one paragraph knocked you out? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right. All right. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up the people of Israel from Egypt to this day. But I have been moving about in a tent and a I, tabernacle. I, yeah, we got to stop. Is this the fucking ark talking? <laughs> <laughs> All right. But that same night, the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go and tell my servant David. Thus says the Lord, are you the one to build me a house to live in? I have not lived in a house since the day I brought up. So he's like, David is like trapping me, man. I feel like I feel trapped by David, man. Tell David I need some space. Uh, I disagree, man. But I have been moving about in a tent and a tabernacle. This is the ark looking for a permanent home. Oh. It's like, are you are you going to be the one to build me okay, a house okay, to okay. live in? Nice. Whenever I have moved about, <laughs> probably the next sentence is going to say exactly that. <laughs> Wherever I have moved about among all the people of Israel, did I ever speak a word with any of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, saying, why have you not built me a house of cedar? Now, therefore, thus, you shall say to my servant David, Thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture, from following the sheep to be prince over my people Israel, and I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you, and I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that, so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more, and evildoers shall afflict them no more, as formerly, from the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Uh, more- I'm sorry, stop for one second. My bad. But for one second. This is long, yeah. Yeah, let's go back to verse 10 and laugh at like how inaccurate this will turn out to be. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them, so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. Oh, I'm glad they got theirs out of the way early, man. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to be good from this point on. That's it. This is what, 5000 BC now? Well, actually, no. This is like, this is closer, like within the thousands. I'd say this might be like in the like high hundreds, like 900 BC, 800 BC. We're getting closer now. Getting closer. Yeah. 
And I don't like the fact that Yahweh seems like he's about to negotiate with David. He's like, have I ever asked anyone to build me a house of cedar before? It's yeah. almost like he's like getting into a negotiation with I David. I don't think he's negotiating. I think he's guilting him. Mm. He's like, have I ever asked for anything from anybody? Except for the foreskins and, you know. Yeah, but why even have to, why would you even have to say that? Say, I'm fucking Yahweh. You're going to do what the fuck I'm about to tell you to do. Yes, logically, but he's a fucking sociopath. He needs to monologue. Have you never watched the fucking, like, James Bond movie where the villain monologues his whole plan? Yeah. So now Nathan's going to say to David, thus says the Lord. Famous Nathan. The Lord of hosts. You have to say famous Nathan from now on. I took you from the pasture, (laughs) from following the sheep to be prince over my people Israel. And I have been with you wherever you went and have cut off all your enemies from before you. And I will make for you a great name, like the name of the great ones of the earth. And I will appoint a place for my people Israel and will plant them so that they may live in their own place and be disturbed no more. And evildoers shall afflict them no more as... F- <laughs> it was about three sentences ago and I was like, I just read all this. <laughs> I was wondering why you're going through it again. But I want to go back like one sentence. Just, nah, that's uh, good. Uh, whatever. That's good. From the time that I appointed judges over my people Israel, and I will give you rest from all your enemies. Moreover, the Lord declares to you that the Lord will make you a house. When your days are fulfilled and you lie down with your ancestors, I will raise up your offspring after you, who shall come forth from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He shall build a house for my name. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be a father to him, and he shall be a son to me. When he commits iniquity, I will punish him with a rod such as mortals use, with blows inflicted by human beings. But I will not take my steadfast love from him, as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever." In accordance with all these words and with all this vision, Nathan spoke to David. I Holy call, shit. It's, it's bullshit. Not, none of that happened. <laughs> Starting when? What's that? Starting at what point this didn't happen? Um, famous Nathan did yeah. not have a conversation in which Yahweh told famous Nathan, the hot dog guy, fucking what to tell David because... David is the only person in the Bible, I think, from memory, that fucking reaches out to God. He calls God, and God responds. Like, God usually reaches out to you. Like, you don't call God. God calls you. He fucking had a direct fucking line to God. So I don't think God would fucking ever need to tell famous Nathan, the fucking hot dog guy, what to tell David. He would just tell David directly. Absolutely right. That makes all the sense in the world. So now I'm going to tell you why. Nathan has found... Famous Nathan. Famous Nathan (laughs) has found a chick he likes in the city of David. And he's afraid David's going to pick up the ark. We're going to move, go conquer some more land like we've been doing for hundreds of years. He wants to stay And he wants to settle down. So he's using his power as prophet in a, in a malicious, twisted way to get what he wants. The Ark wants a home built for yeah. it. Uh, b- by the way, David, while you were sleeping, God left me this message for you. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, no, no need to double verify oh, it. <laughs> I, I deleted the recording accidentally, yeah, but yeah. I wrote down exactly what he said. And he said, don't, be, don't disturb him for about 200 <laughs> years. <laughs> so these are, these are big promises being made to David. 
and his his future like family. I mean, yes, big promises. It's like the ultimate. Like yeah. your people will be at peace, and your family will be a dynasty for fucking generations to come. I wonder if we're gonna find out after this, like why that didn't come true. Like it's, it's mentioned in the did Bible. Did it not like, come true? I don't think it did. I mean, some people will argue. Okay. You know, a lot of good things came out of the, the troubles they went through, like in the mid forties. Right. Um. So I wonder if they, you know, what I'm saying, like, if they're gonna break, like, gonna have the breaking news as to why this didn't hold true. Right. Well, probably because he pissed Yahweh off. Yeah. Nah, you think it's probably you think David breaks this up like right away? It doesn't happen a thousand oh, years right from away. Yeah. Well, but you think I, it's gonna be David that's gonna fuck this covenant up? Well, in the summary that we read before the fucking thing started, they were like, oh, spoilers. And I was like, spoilers what? You're going to forget like the minute I stop reading. And here you are like not knowing what's going to happen. When did you read that? Before we started Second Samuel. Oh, not tonight. At the very beginning. We, yeah, okay. All right. So well, this that. is the third episode of Second Samuel. I remember the spoiler, but uh, yeah, not, don't remember the material. So it has to do with what you're talking about. So I'm so then perfect. So they, yeah. I'm read, not going to spoil it for why you. Why you read David's prayer, man? David's prayer. Then King David went in and sat before the Lord and said, Who am I, O Lord, and what is my house that you have brought me thus far? And yet this was a small thing in your eyes. O Lord God, you may have spoken also of your servant's house into the distant future. May this be instruction for the people, O Lord God. And what more can David say to you? For you know your servant, O Lord God. Because of your promise and according to your own heart, you have wrought all this greatness so that your servant may know it. Therefore you are great, O Lord God, for there is no one like you, and there is no God besides you, according to all that we have heard with our ears. Who is like your people, like Israel? Is there another nation on earth whose God went to redeem it as a people and to make a name for himself, doing great and awesome things, driving out nations and their gods before your people, whom you redeemed for yourself from Egypt? And you established your people Israel for yourself to be your people forever. And you, O Lord, became their God. Um, give me a minute while I like copy and paste this. This is going to be like the fucking previously on for the next, <laughs> for the first episode of the next book of the Bible. Because he is sucking God's like knob <laughs> yeah. all the way to like the beginning, yeah. like sequentially. Yeah, I was actually going to say when, when something's this long, a complete, and there's very few complete thoughts in the Bible that are this long. Yeah. But when they are, we're going to have to break it up. Because it just sounds like we're reading a book, man. Yeah. But, I mean, it's basically him going through, like, all the things that God has done without specifically... he's allu He alludes to all the major, like, points that we've covered so far. You know what's happening. So, now, David picks up the phone. He calls God, right? Mm -hmm. God's with his buddy, right? Fucking, he goes... Oh, it's fucking David. I'll put it on speakerphone. You got to listen to this guy. Right? He's with Baal. Yeah. <laughs> He's with Baal. Yeah. You know what's going on? Him and Baal. Oh, that's fantastic. Him and Baal are fucking the two old men from Trading Places <laughs> who made a fucking bet about like how they can fuck with like humans, you know? Yeah. Mortimer and whatever. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so you don't remember trading places? I remember the. They make a bet yeah. that fucking they could turn like a poor man, like they can give him class, and fucking a guy with class, they can make like a fucking right. criminal. Right. Back. So now the phone rings. He turns the. Ball, I'm gonna put him on speakerphone. What's this? And now God's like getting embarrassed. 
And he's like, why the hell is this guy going on and on? Like, he's sucking me off. You hear this? <laughs> right? Because he doesn't know. Famous Nathan told him this bullshit the night before, <laughs> like when he woke up. <laughs> so now he's, and, and Ball's like, yeah, just go with it. Just go yeah. with it, Lord. It's cool. It's nice. I, I wish my guys would call me up and suck me off like that. <laughs> uh, 25. Ball and Yahweh are like uh, Jules and Vince Vega uh, in Pulp Fiction. Uh, what verse am I on? 25. 25. And now, O Lord God, as for the word that you have spoken concern, Oh, that's perfect. We stopped at the perfect place because he went through the past, like all his like prior like accomplishments. And now, O Lord God. See you, that? How, how are you so good without even trying, man? It's amazing. It really is, man. And now, O Lord God, as for the word that you have spoken concerning your servant, and concerning his house, confirm it forever. Do as you have promised. Thus your name will be magnified forever. In the saying, the Lord of hosts is God over Israel. And the house of your servant David will be established before you. So he's like prodding God to fulfill the covenant now. And as a result of Yahweh fulfilling the covenant like he will be the Lord of Israel, right. as if David has that fucking right, you know, bargain to offer Yahweh. You think because Baal's listening in that the Lord? Watch how he just shine him on, man. <laughs> so yeah, David. Yeah, maybe I will do that for you. Like this is all just like a game to him. Like this is hilarious. I think the greater possibility is that like Yahweh's all embarrassed in front of Baal. Baal's like, look at fucking David talking like, so now Baal's going to the other fucking gods. Yeah, how quickly we forget because the beginning of the call was just straight praising. Right. Yeah, and now it's, and got, now yeah, it's yeah, turned yeah. to, right. Yeah. yeah, he should be like, you're breaking up, David. I can't make it out. I'll call you back. All right. Um, for you, O Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, have made this revelation to your servants saying, I will build you a house. Therefore, your servant has found courage to pray this prayer to you. And now, O Lord God, you are God, and your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, therefore, may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever before you. O Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever that was all blah 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 except it was oh lord god oh lord god oh lord god that was just nonsense in the real world david would have called god i was like yo god man remember the thing we talked about could we make that happen that would be the end of the conversation right like it's like that that's it that's all you had to say <sighs> it's weird to me their relationship is very bizarre to me like david says shit to yahweh that Yahweh does not did not ever put up with with like someone else. Yeah. Like I can't see like Moses saying this. Like he's demanding certain things of God. So is it because David is tougher than people that came before him, or this is a different God that's not living up to like the gangster God that Moses knew? I think, you know what it is. I think Yahweh. Is getting a little tired of like micromanaging these people, yeah, he's got, you know. Yeah, and he, I think he's giving in a little. He's like, "Look, I've been calling them stiff necks this whole time, but they really are fucking stiff. They will never fucking learn, no matter what. 
So he's giving like David a little more leeway than he would like to anyone else because he's just he's exhausted by them now. You All know. Right. Let's take that. Combine that to my him receiving a phone call from with Bile standing next to him, mm-hmm. and then Bile's whispering to him. This is what we talked about. Yes, be a little more lenient. Like right. he's, a, he's like he's, a mentor. Yes, like he's like he's like the senior guy. Yahweh's the Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. Well, I mean, that's how we started. Like in the earlier episodes, we talked about like Yahweh, like as a baby in like the bathtub. You know, what they call them, younglings. <laughs> Fucking younglings. younglings. <laughs> yeah. When they killed all the little uh, baby uh, oh, Jedi. Oh, uh, Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Whatever, <laughs> a movie. <laughs> that, was, that was that was a thing. It's more real than this because I actually saw that happen. <laughs> this is what the fuck is this? All right. Um, do you want to do one more tonight, or do you want to say that's enough for today? Uh, We've covered two chapters. Uh, We're an hour eighteen. Oh yeah. Into this episode. Yeah, let's call it a night. You want to call it a night? Yeah. Yeah. I want to spoil these people. You know how it is. Is that what it is? You don't think think we were on a roll? You don't think, like, you know, we could have, like... I'm just looking at the next... I mean, the next chapter's really short. If you feel like we got a little burst... I mean, one way or another, we're going to have to tease the audience, right? One way or another, yeah. I I think you should tell them what the next uh, chapter is. In next week's episode, David's Wars. Nice. David's Wars, so... I'm assuming there are going to be wars. <laughs> it was so nice that you had to like break it down like that. <laughs> you should just cut it right there. <laughs> All right. So you don't want to do it. It looks like it has 18 verses. It sounds like you want to do it, man. Do you want to do it? Because that's more important than me not wanting to do something. Um. No, I, I, I would stop right now. <laughs> All right. Then. So that conversation could be deleted from the record. All right. So uh, we will bid everybody adieu. And before we do, we would like to ask you to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Liable the Bible. We have very interesting conversations um, at the intersection of society and religion. Uh, We also have a YouTube page. Uh, Please check that out. Subscribe to it. uh, Comment. It's the easiest place to leave comments like videos. It will help us out in the algo rhythm, as they say. And um, other than that, I wish everybody a very pleasant week. Until next time, you can all fuck the fuck off. Hey, bye.